This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. The goal of this podcast since day one is to provide the best information on the Vancouver real estate market at no cost to you, the listeners. To that end, we'd like to thank the following sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Marcon, a local family-owned and managed real estate development and construction company that's been around for nearly four decades. Marcon is not only committed to high-quality construction, but it also is making a positive impact in the communities in which it builds all across the Lower Mainland. We want to highlight two incredible Marcon projects. Elmwood, a 38-story tower located at Burquitlam's most important intersection, Como Lake Avenue and Clark Road. This landmark tower will feature 335 condominiums, over 37,000 square feet of office and retail space, and almost 20,000 square feet of amenity space. Elmwood has been incredibly popular with 80% sold currently, but they still have a great selection of junior one-bedroom all the way to three-bedroom homes remaining. Check out markon.ca slash Elmwood for more. And Matt, we are also excited about Sone House, Markon's newest community in West Coquitlam. With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sone House offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at markon.ca slash Sonehouse. That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at markon.ca or follow them at Instagram at markonhomes. Markon, building for life. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. And welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Sklina. And I'm your other host, Matt Sklina. And Matt, today we have a super exciting event. We have a V-Rep exclusive. That's right. This is the first V-Rep. This is the the, the first V-Rep exclusive we've yeah. ever done. Very exciting. It's for a project in East Vancouver. We have the developer, the project marketer on the show today talking about Grandview Woodlands. But really what I'm, well, I'm excited about the conversation, obviously, but it's it's about the name. We get to release the name. We get no to one release. knows the name exactly. We we get to release the name. We also have uh, some preliminary pricing, That's some starting right. pricing, and also we have access next this week. up. Well, by the time this is released, it will be next week still. Yeah, because yeah. it's released. <laughs> We're, <laughs> We're doing. Dark. Yeah, this goes out today. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm having a stroke over here. Uh, this is uh, this is super exciting stuff. So here, here's who we have on the show. We have Derek DeMartle. He is uh, from Epics Developments. Um, we know Derek primarily because he develops a ton in East Vancouver. Uh, Pretty much East, yeah, they're, they're, they focus on East Van. We've we, been uh, on some patios or rooftop decks. Uh, in I've basically lived in some of the rooftop uh, decks. Uh, you did for a year in a tent. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a challenging year a couple of years back. <laughs> don't you hold you hold like a uh, <laughs> don't you hold a record for 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 tent squatting on a, someone's rooftop deck? What do you mean? It's you very like, hard to get rid of me once <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Um, no, you you've spent a lot of time on a rooftop deck. But but yeah. it's we the have Oxley. friends. It's we have friends the, at the, the Oxley, Oxley, right? Yeah. Let's not forget they developed the Oxley six two six Alexander. He's been involved in a lot of great projects in East Van. Yeah, and, and he also has developed in Squamish, Coquitlam. So he he gets around uh, the community in terms of development. Very bright. And guy. then also we have Asan Sharenajad, who is Propel Project Marketing Group's lead. He is the guy. Um, and uh, man, we've good known friend. Asan for, yeah, he's a good friend of the show. We've known Asan for a long time. Uh, he can sell some real estate. He's, he's really good at, at project marketing and advising kind of uh, high level uh, in terms of what's going on in the market and for, for new construction. And uh, it's great to have him on as well. Yeah, it's great to have both these guys. So here's basically, there's two things we should get across, right? First off, this project where the name will be released is in Grandview Woodland, so Commercial Drive, uh, close to Broadway and Commercial Drive area. The conversation today is kind of about the market more generally, but also about the official community plan in Grandview Woodlands, why it's exciting, what's exciting uh, about that neighborhood over the next 5, 10, 15 years, and why right. it's great right now. And we both live, well, I live in that neighborhood, you live right by that neighborhood. This is, uh, I feel like it's our stomping ground. So the conversation is really interesting from that direction. Secondly, though, mm-hmm. they are doing a limited release. Yes. And we have it on good authority that the VREP community will get. And we're not these VIP access type guys. We don't no. like to talk about VIP access no. and, and flexing and everything In else. In fact, we'll not be a part of anything that has us as a VIP member. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Isn't that the quote? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, no Groucho Marx. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, but we can say with some, some level of confidence here without any flex involved, there is limited release starting next week. Yes. Uh, this is before there's an A kit, the proper brochures before anything else. It is exclusive for the VREP community. If you're interested in Grandview Woodlands, one bedrooms, two bedrooms, three bedrooms, seeing them first, getting the best access possible. Yeah. You want to head over to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com and sign up there. For sure. Because, uh, yeah, this is, it's an exciting project. And it the, is. And the nicest thing about Grandview Woodlands, and we've said it before, apart from anything else about that neighborhood, uh, there's not a lot of new supply coming. That's right? it. This yeah, there's is not it. a lot of new supply coming. It's an area that's going to tr- benefit tremendously from the development of the Broadway uh, subway line. Um, and also on top of that, it's already a fantastic area. I mean, it, hey, go hang out on the drive and tell me that uh, they don't have some of the best restaurants, cafes, shopping in the city. You know what? Go hang out on the drive and, and tell me that, and then also look around and look for a condo that's been built in the last 20 years. And we do talk about, of course... Trout Lake as well in this episode. A lot of jogging. There's a lot of conversations <laughs> around jogging. You, you've gone on six jogs this year and all six of them came up in this show. I, every, You know what? It's because in the, during the daps of COVID, I was running. I, this was my... Scared. Running scared. I was running scared <laughs> and, also, and, also, <laughs> and also, yeah, doing long, slow walks, crying around, uh, <laughs> around basically this development site. Exactly. So I feel like this is really, you know I, know, I know this spot intimately. That's what I'm trying to say. And that's why I brought up all my, my jokes. I, I absolutely love this episode. So stay tuned for our conversation with Derek and Asan. Um, but before we get to that, Matt... What do we got to do? We have to plug, of course, our sponsor, Oakland Realty. That's right. Oakland Realty, if you're a new agent, an aspiring agent, uh, somebody who's just looking to make a change, Oakland has been growing so quickly. But what is amazing about these guys, apart from everything we talk about week after week, is as they grow, it still feels like a very kind of 
personal uh, small community. I love that. That's actually that's very true. It, it's you're you're on this. You're actually in a huge brokerage, one of the biggest in the cities, if not maybe like they're, I think they're over 500 They're pushing 500 for sure, maybe. but they seem to be growing like, yeah, by tens and twenties every day. So who knows? Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's a very big community, it's but it's still, operation. it feels like you're at a boutique brokerage. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, that's exactly the way it feels. Part of that is the, the personal touches. Yeah. Um, and uh, but part of that is also the just the level of care and uh, the resources they provide. Amazing place. Head over to oakland.com slash join. Type in VRP2020. That'll tell uh, the folks at Oakland that we sent you. Exactly. And then you will get a huge surprise. That's right. Huge surprise. And that's VRP2020. Put that in the box over at oakland.com slash join. Last but not least, Adam, we got to talk about the do, most exclusive do, club do, in the do, city, do, uh, do, do, the do, Sellers Club. Do, 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 do. That's my beatbox. And uh, yeah, it is the best club in the city right now. It is the Sellers Club where you get resources that guarantee that you get the highest price for your property dollar. in the shortest amount of time. These are the best resources going out. There's checklists, there's action plans, and you can get involved in the Sellers Club. All you got to do is send us an email that says Sellers Club in the subject line. We will send you out volume one, which is already out. Volume two is on its way. We are constantly creating these resources. So get on this list. That's right. Info at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com is the email do, 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 or head over to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com where you can sign up do, do, there. Do, do, you don't <laughs> want to miss this. This is driving me crazy. But this is definitely a club you want to be a part of. Whether you're thinking of selling this fall, because we are in the fall market, right. or at a different point. You know, there's there's no harm in being part of this club. In fact, there's only benefits. But maybe we should cut to our talk with Asan and Derek. This is a great conversation. And should we spoil the the name or should no. we leave it? No, no, no. Leave something for the uh, for the conversation. You're gonna have to listen to find out the name of this project. Stay tuned. Okay, so we're here with Derek Demartle from Epic Developments and Asan Sharenajad, marketing and sales at. Uh, that's great. Uh, Marketing and sales. <laughs> I'm going to continue on. You actually had it right. I, I had it right. You I, it. I stopped. I heard Matt. I, I'm no. going to finish it off, though. Esen uh, Sharenajad, <laughs> Marketing better. and Sales, Propel Project Marketing Group. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Very well today. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank yeah, you. thanks uh, Thanks for taking the time. We haven't had people in the studio for a while, so it's good to good uh, we'll, you guys we'll say, came We're down. all two meters apart. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's masked up. <laughs> must must be safe. Yeah, exactly. Can you hear me through the mask? <laughs> <laughs> a little muffled. All right. Muffled. Um, but Derek, can you maybe start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Uh, first off, thanks for, for having us here. Um, so uh, I'm 40 years old. I'm originally from Niagara area of southern Ontario. Uh, however, I've lived in Vancouver for the past 14 years. Uh, married uh, to my beautiful wife, Kelsey. We live in the Mount Pleasant neighborhood here. Nice. I uh, graduated from Wilfrid Laurier with a BBA back in 2002 and immediately went to work uh, on the real estate investment banking side. Um, I worked my initial eight years in various capacities in the mortgage lending divisions with two large investment banks uh, before transitioning to two private uh, mortgage funds. Uh, and then 2008, 2009, uh, the financial collapse kind of happened. And right. uh, <laughs> right. 
Um, I eventually was laid off as the private fund I was working for decided it was going to shut down. And I decided I would keep working in the, the lending markets, but as an independent mortgage broker uh, specializing in commercial mortgages. Wow. I ended up founding a small boutique firm, uh, VSM Capital. There's, uh, there's still currently three of us uh, working there. And we do remain active, placing debt transactions across the province. Um, around the same time I founded VSM, I got into real estate development with some former clients of mine and eventually branched off to create Epics Developments. Uh, today, I spend more of my time on uh, my developments than I did 10 years ago, uh, but I do enjoy work in both fields. Wow. So are you still actually active in, in mortgages as well? Uh, we are, yes. Oh, great. And and how, just thinking about, uh, we don't want to bring up your your DJing past, but... Um, <laughs> Well, that's a, that's a horrible segue. Then. <laughs> but but how how did you end up? It sounds like you went went to school out east. How did you how did you end up in Vancouver? Ah, I I, uh, I well, like everybody else, I moved out here for a girl that lasted about three months after I got here. But uh, Vancouver is just such a beautiful city. Uh, I decided to stay and give it a shot. So, that's always an ago. expensive relationship. It's <laughs> the move to Vancouver for the significant other. <laughs> Let's go to the most expensive city in Canada. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, no, that's phenomenal. So can you tell us a little, uh, well, first of all, I want to, I want to introduce ASAN as well. Uh, ASAN, uh, some of our listeners, a lot of people in the industry will know you for sure. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your, your, your project marketing company and a little bit about yourself as well? Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. Um, uh, yeah. So as, as you had mentioned, um, you know, much like everyone else in Vancouver, I'm not, not necessarily uh, born and bred. We were uh, we immigrated from Iran back um, back in 1987. So we were part of that mass um, exodus, you know, during the turmoil in the Middle East. Um, we were lucky enough to to be uh, to be to land in Lethbridge, Alberta, of all places. From there, we ended up uh, eventually making our way to Vancouver and call that home since 92. Right. You know, I guess fast forwarding to today on a more professional level, uh, licensed realtor for the last 16 years and currently um, leading a, I guess you'd call it a tight knit um, specialty project marketing group. So we typically focus in working with uh, developers like Derek. Um, you know, he's a good example. Uh, I guess what I would call is developers, home builders that are a little bit more hands-on. Right. And seeking a little bit more of a personalized um, uh, experience. So we work together in rolling out their sales and marketing programs on these on these unique communities. So, And, oh, sorry, one last shameless plug. Huge Niners fan. Go Niners. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you were a DJ too, but uh, <laughs> it, it's harder to launch that 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 career in Lethbridge, I think, of all places. <laughs> the home audition of wins. That's right. about it. <laughs> right, right. So, so maybe Derek, why? Uh, it sounds like, and we can talk of, about your past projects you've done you've done a number of them and and of course we want to talk about this project in Grandview coming up uh but maybe back just going back to to it sounds like you got in the into real estate via finance but but why real estate what excites you about real estate oh, i've uh, i've always been passionate about real estate um i think for me it was it was the one profession which i knew uh, i could have a last i could leave a lasting impression for generations, as your work is something people see and interact with on a daily basis. Right, right. Yeah, that's, I mean, you're, you're in a lot of ways, um, you know, we've, we've talked about this on the program before, but you're kind of, when you're shaping the city in a lot of ways, right, with, with each project. Very much so. Yeah. In thinking about that, like, so 
and I feel like we're burying the lead here about this Grandview project, but uh, but what excites you? I was going to say what area of the city are you excited about, but presumably we're going to – let's just cut to the chase. <laughs> I, I live in Grandview Woodlands. Uh, okay. Adam lives close by. We're, we're big East Van guys uh, and love the neighborhood currently, but – but uh, what? Why are you so excited about Grandview Woodlands? Well, I mean, the the Grandview Woodlands is uh, uh, it's a brand new OCP. Um, I guess it was completed about four years ago, but uh, but you're actually just now starting to see some of the first projects come through um, as a result of it. Um, the the plan was a result of nearly five years of planning work between the city and local residents. And while that lengthy process may have frustrated many who were looking for investments in that neighborhood. Uh, personally, I think the plan will result in a very well thought out neighborhood uh, while still retaining a lot of the charm that that area currently has to offer. So, Derek, uh, and this I, it's a question that's close to home for me, but how do you see the official community plan changing Grandview Woodlands over the next, say, five to ten years? Oh, I'll summarize it in one word. Slowly. Um, it's, it's a very, very vocal community. Um, as, I, as I mentioned before, uh, the, the planning process there took about five years just for the OCP. Um, and I think with pretty much every project you're going to see going forward, um, the, the residents there are going to uh, ensure that you conform to the plan that was approved. Um, right. And if you're asking for any variances on that, um, I haven't seen anybody be successful with that yet. Right. Um, uh, we'll, we'll see whether or not that changes. But uh, I do know that they are not looking to, the residents are not looking to have that area change dramatically like, say, the Canby Corridor has. Right. It's uh, Two thoughts come to mind. One is I still see the no tower on Venables signs in front of people's, which yeah. is like, I feel like that's a dead issue. Yeah. Um, uh, but two, we had Gordon Price on the show a long time ago. I don't know, Adam, if you remember, but uh, he was saying, we were talking about where's density going to take place in Vancouver. And one of his points was uh, in neighborhoods that weren't organized in Grandview Woodlands was uh, too organized uh, too organized for extremely for, for changes to come very quickly yeah. um, there is of course the project that there's the project taking place at the Safeway there yeah. with West Bank yeah um, and you guys are, can we talk maybe a little bit, not so much about West Bank's project, but you guys are just down the street. We are. We're about two blocks east of that. Um, and, and I can tell you the West Bank project is getting a lot of uh, opposition for the towers. Um, and I really do hope that they are successful there. Um, I think they've got a great site and I think that's going to be an amazing addition to the neighborhood. Right. Um, they, they're also looking at putting in a big public plaza, uh, which will benefit all the new developments around that way. Right. And you guys are, so, and your development is, as I understand, a couple blocks east, right? That's like kind of garden we're, and Broadway area? Yeah. Yeah. We're right across the street from the Laura Secord School on the north side of Broadway. Okay. And maybe in thinking, like I, I, a lot of people are excited about Grandview Woodlands, partly because of the the Broadway subway line. Yes, correct. And so, if I understand correctly, commercial platform will be kind of the terminus site. It will be one of the main connecting lines that will take you from the east side all the way to the west side. So, how much? Did, like, I, I, maybe in in kind of thinking about how you analyze a deal and and how you look for like a location for a project. Like what? What were some of the the key fa- factors that that helped you choose a development site? Uh, are we talking in general? Or are we talking well, this? Maybe right? we'll talk. Maybe let's talk specifically and then in general, or both, or either, or both, <laughs> or, or both, or either. Um, <laughs> I, I I can tell you the uh, uh, the project that we're going to be moving forward with very shortly here in the Grandview Woodlands area. Um, we love the residential nature 
uh, of the area, and we like the fact that it's close to Trout Lake Park. We like the fact that it's close to mass transportation, uh, that there's schools in the immediate area, uh, there's grocery stores in the immediate area, and you are a very short walk away from everything Commercial Drive has to offer, uh, but without all the major noise living directly on it. Right. Um, you're also on the east side of Commercial Drive, which will be a lot quieter in the next five to seven years as the Broadway line gets under construction than if you were on the west side. Oh, right. Good point. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like that. It it provides the the walkable. Like there's there, it's connected. Very you feel, much. So. It it feels residential, but you still kind of have all the amenities around you. Absolutely, and, and it's a big family area too. There's a lot of parks located uh, uh, within about a kilometer from the site. Right. Um, I guess in general for how how we look at sites, I mean, uh, uh, very standard, much like everybody else, we run a back of the envelope pro forma, um, and assuming everything passes that smell test, we'll kind of uh, uh, move on. Uh, to study it a little bit further. If it doesn't pass that test, um, we usually just take a pass. Um, but ultimately, a, uh, a well-underwritten pro forma uh, meeting our minimum thresholds, which, which are changing from time to time based on what's going on in the market, uh, that's kind of the first step. Um, we also need to understand who, we would, who would be developing around us, uh, what their cost base looks like in relationship to ours, uh, because a lot of times when markets slow down, that's the, that, that becomes a very important point. Um, and, you know, we identify all the inherent risks in the deal, uh, whether those might be planning or entitlement risks, uh, construction risks, servicing risks, financing risks, sales risks. Um, and, you know, we've got to have a solid idea as how we're going to deal with each of these risks uh, prior to taking on a project. Um, we need to walk the land. We need to learn all the features and drawbacks of the site. Um, I mean, but at the end of the day, um, these key factors to, to a great development site, it's, it's a combination of a fantastic location. Uh, for the type of property that you're building, um, an attractive acquisition price, um, and then also a team with the ability to design and execute a well-thought-out project. And I think you need a, a good mix of all three of those. Right. Is uh, I, I'm just thinking about the the types of homes that are going to be built there. Can you talk a little bit about about the target market? for, for uh, your guys' project at Grandview Woodlands? Well, um, given our diverse unit mix, I, I think our target ma- market ranges quite a bit. And that was a mandate from not only the city um, in when, when we were going through planning, but also Derek's desire on what he wants to establish there from a development. And so, you know, having a unique mix of one bedrooms, one in dens, twos, and three bedrooms, you know, your target market kind of shifts. I think generally speaking, given the brand, our location, and the feel of the project we were going for, um, uh, it was the team's desire to be owner-occupier friendly. Uh, that was a huge, um, a, a big part of our uh, our thinking behind the project. Uh, so that being said, you're you're looking at probably three major segments. So uh, you have uh, for the one bedrooms, there will be some investment portion on that. I think uh, given the city of Vancouver and, and the fact that we're one of the un, uh, one of the last undeveloped uh, transit nodes in all the city of Vancouver, you're going to get some investment um, opportunities there. But I think you'll also probably find that the uh, entry level purchaser or kind of the lateral purchaser is there. What I mean by that is, uh, Grandview Woodlands. We're not. We're not trying to change Grandview Woodlands. It's more about just providing a product that is somewhat lacking, um, as you guys can attest. You, you, you know, it's your backyard. Yeah. Your brand new product. 
There's some 70s. 70s product <laughs> in the neighborhood. Uh, but uh, anything newer than that is pretty tough to find. Uh, absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to have people that are currently exist uh, living in that neighborhood that want to maybe just make that lateral move from an older product they have into uh, a newer product. Uh, of course, there's going to be the upsizers. You know, and I think those upsizers come from all over the city. Um, generally speaking, uh, Grandview Woodlands and Commercial Drive specifically is uh, becoming more and more attractive and more known to to the rest of the city. And then for those three bedrooms, you know, you're going to get those young families um, as one segment, uh, because as you guys are well aware, you know, let's, let's just look at the the jump the single family detached on the inside has made over the last six months alone. Right. Yeah. You know, so people who want to stay in that neighborhood, but, um, you know, have an affordability uh, metric that they need to meet. And then um, I, I think I think there'll be this segment too, the downsizer, you know, that 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 owns and, and lives currently in that neighborhood and doesn't want to leave. But, you know, a 2,500 square foot uh, Vancouver special with all the maintenance that, that and upkeep that it comes that uh, maybe they look to getting into a three bedroom in the neighborhood. So, um, you know, I, I think we hit a wide array of purchasers out there that are looking for for uh, a residence, but I th- those are probably our major ones that we're, we're targeting. And does the project have a name? Ooh, it does. <laughs> are, we, are we allowed to share that though? Yeah, maybe this is a, a podcast first, the announcement I, of uh, the, uh, the name. <laughs> ah, okay, well. I feel like we're, we're going to do a gender reveal after this. There's no, do you fi- have the cake? no fires. <laughs> so we, uh, we did, we, uh, we have named the project Popolo. Uh, which means people in Italian uh, and more loosely folk or commonality. Um, On on a deeper level, however, it actually references a pressure group which was formed in the city-states of 13th century Italy. Um, They rose up to protect the interests of the merchants and businesses uh, against nobility that up until then uh, exclusively controlled these city-states. We really like the parallel lines uh, which could be drawn between that story and the fact that we knew coming into Grandview Woodlands that this area of Vancouver had its own culture and wouldn't accept a development trying to change the neighborhood into something that it is not. Right. Um, therefore, uh, we spent a lot of time crafting this development to fit with the current culture of this community uh, to help in expanding this culture and not detracting from it. And I think you'll find evidence of this in everything from the design of the project to the materials used within it to the photos used within our marketing and everything down to and including the name we chose for the project. They, I, I'm just thinking about the deep kind of history there with uh, the Italian kind of flavor of commercial drive. It's a absolutely. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It makes yeah, a lot I of like sense. It. Well, we didn't want to take ourselves too seriously. I mean, I think that's the nature of commercial drive. You know, it's playful both visually and and verbally. Right. So we we thought it was a good fit. It was literally actually Derek. I was reminiscing yesterday. Um, it was literally the very first name that the creative team proposed. Yeah. Ended up being the one that we selected. I, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about just kind of now pulling back a little bit with Vancouver in general, because um, Derek, we know you from like Epic's Developments has done a lot of projects throughout the city and super exciting projects. And I, I anecdotally, before we went live, we were just talking about it. Like I, I sold uh, some of my, I think my, my best friends actually into one of your projects. Which one was um, that? That was uh, the Oxley. Yes, of course. That's where Oxley, our head, head yeah. offices are. Yeah. 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 And that project actually turned out incredibly well. It was a very they, cool they, project. Uh, Thank you. They, they're super happy there. Um, so a testament to the type of quality of work that you guys do. Um, but can you talk about maybe just outside of the Granby Woodland area, like what other areas in Vancouver are you excited about? 
Oh, man. Um, well, Grandview Woodlands is, is great. Um, I, I definitely am excited about Mount Pleasant. Um, I currently live in Mount Pleasant. Uh, I love that neighborhood. Um, and I think Mount Pleasant has some really good things going for it, especially with uh, the new hospital that's going to be coming uh, in up the street. Yeah. Um, and then the Kensington Cedar Cottage neighborhood. Uh, we've done a project there before. Um, and I, I definitely look to do another project there, um, especially certain pockets in there very close to Trout Lake Park. Right. Um, there's some there's some very cool areas there. Trout Lake is is I, everybody loves Trout it's Lake. It's a hidden but it gem. Feels underrated for yeah, how, it how amazing really it is. actually is. Right? You know how many people don't know that they actually have a beach there? Yeah. You, with, the yeah, thing that I I uh, this will maybe well I don't know if this will make me sound ignorant or if I'm telling you something <laughs> well, we'll, you don't know. We'll, we'll judge you after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> but I've been uh, on my on my jogs, been jogging around the lake, right? Yeah. And I just found out that people go in like. At, in the evening, it's quite a place yeah. to go and like, you Absolutely. know, hula hoop and uh, what other kind of <laughs> whatever things other you do at music festivals. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> Did you run out and buy a hula hoop? Yeah, yeah I'm on my way. You got a hemp necklace. Um, but uh, you, the, the thing is, is that it, the other, the farmer's market oh, uh, it's as unbelievable. well is Amazing. unbelievable. Absolutely. You can do a lot of like, and, and I, it's funny, I just, I, I just sold a unit at Stories over there, yeah. um, which is, I, I think, a mosaic development from back back in early 2000s um but it, it was uh you know again the family communities very um, much so. like it's it's there's tons of families over there really great you know what and we've talked about it on the show before but what strikes me is is you're almost entirely east van focused yes. is there is there a reason what's what's the reason behind that yeah um you know, when you're when you're faced with a market such as Vancouver, which which exhibits affordability issues in nearly every asset class, um, I just find investment capital will always gravitate towards the more affordable areas. Um, from a redevelopment perspective, I find you can make a, a greater positive contribution to neighborhoods in, in up and coming areas than you can in more established areas where you're forced to more or less conform to what's built around you and, and already accepted in those neighborhoods. Um, it allows us to be more creative uh, with our projects and bring some really interesting features to them. Right on. Are, and would, are you considering in the future like areas outside of Vancouver? Or are you pretty much – it sounds like you're focused on East Van you know what? We, exclusively. We, we do love East Van. Uh, we've done a few things outside of the city. We did a townhouse project out in Coquitlam. Uh, we're, we're currently finishing up a 75 unit up in Squamish right now, wow. um, uh, which went really well. Um, so, yeah, no, we do definitely look at other areas uh, in the lower mainland, but uh, – uh, definitely number one focus would be East Vancouver. Uh, live there, work there, love it. Um, yeah. None are you, are, are you surprised at, at, uh, just thinking about the market in general, because we've talked a lot about, we've been doing this podcast now almost five years. And when we hit on, uh, when COVID hit, <laughs> like we had, we had a lot of guests on and I mean, everybody's crystal ball was very murky at that point. Like what, what, how's this going to pan out? Um, are you surprised at, at the last few months and, and how the market has, has seems to be incredibly resilient right now? And incredibly well, and active? not only that, I just saw a headline that, uh, that new pre-construction had a really strong August. Like it seems like Very sales so. are, are way up, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, okay, first of all, I think the comment has to be uh, uh, referring to the local residential for sale uh, market. Um, as the overall markets, I wouldn't say have been uh, as quite strong. Uh, without getting into the details, um, I'm convinced that we're probably looking at a, a K-shaped recovery from this pandemic. Um, and you're starting to hear more and more about that these days. Um, 
you know, what you're seeing right now all around the world is, is a repricing of assets. Um, some are going to stay fairly similar in price to where they are now. Uh, some are going to go up and, and some of them are going to go down. Um, how this plays out in various submarkets will be somewhat dependent on how that market was performing when COVID hit. Um, to that end, I, I personally believe that the residential for sale market uh, here for locals will fare quite well throughout this pandemic. So we, because I mean we've we've had, we've talked about the U shape recovery, the V shape recovery, the, swoosh, the, the L, w. the L shape, yeah, <laughs> the Nike swoosh yes. recovery. Um, what what is the K shape recovery? The, the K shape recovery is really what you're seeing right now. Um, you're seeing certain subsects of the economy uh, do very well. I mean, if you look at technology, for instance, uh, there's a lot of tech companies that are booming right now. Um, healthcare booming right now. Um, food providers, uh, not not restaurants, but but like actually grocery stores, right. doing very well. Um, and I think a lot of that has been brought on by the pandemic. Um, but then you see there's a whole bunch of other portions of the economy that are not doing as well. And, uh, you know, mostly stuff in the hospitality sector. Um, travel has been absolutely right. tourism, hotel, yeah. tourism. Um, and I think there's going to be a long time before that gets back on its feet. And I don't think that, that you're going to have to wait for everything to get back on its feet before the market kind of comes back. I think you're going to start to see certain areas recover and others are going to struggle for some time. And that's essentially the definition of a K-shape recovery. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like the residential real estate is is on that upward of the of the two. The, Absolutely. The, the, I mean, the a, a, anytime the governments go and print billions and billions and billions and tens of billions and hundreds of billions of dollars, uh, you'll usually find residential real estate will fare fairly well throughout all that. Right. Right. Yeah. right. Can we talk about timelines for Popolo? Yeah. Now that we're through the city process, for the most part, we probably could. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll pass this over to Essen to talk about our launch, which is coming up very shortly. Yeah. So um, in terms of timelines, they're ever evolving, of course. But uh, generally speaking, we were um, we were planning for an official, you know, uh, introduction to the market in 2021. And, um, you know, uh, COVID came into play, which uh, which put everybody on their heels, including us, because we had to step back and reassess. But generally speaking, to all of our surprises, the market started coming back. And as we started having more and more conversations with, you know, um, I guess you would call our network of, uh, you know, realtors and potential purchasers and investors, uh, didn't see, feel like everyone was willing to wait till 2021. Going back to the earlier point about this need for that newer product in that location. So it, you know, we uh, we locked Derek uh, in the room and we uh, twisted his <laughs> arm long enough to to start having a conversation of what it would look like to introduce some units uh, in the fall. So, um, you know, he's, he's tough, but we were able to, uh, to twist that arm and, and, and uh, it looks like we'll be, we have a, I guess you would call a limited number of units that we're, we're going to go to market with here uh, just this coming fall. And then, and then, you know, have an official kickoff in the, in the new year in 2021. That's exciting. So Derek, one thing that uh, I wouldn't mind just talking about, uh, you know, you've done projects uh, across East Van, outside of East Van. A lot of people we were talking to in uh, in March, April, May, um, you know, that that felt exposed were really panicking, like not being able to sleep at night, that type of thing. Can we talk, and I mean, 
not necessarily, I think we're obviously in a better space now, but just about how you kind of weathered that storm. And it takes takes a lot of steel to get through something like COVID, I'd imagine, with your portfolio. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not easy. Um, I mean, I guess one of the things I can say is uh, going back almost a few years ago, even obviously well before COVID, um, we saw the market getting really frothy. Um, and we made a conscious decision. We had a very large project that we were doing up in Squamish at the time. Um, uh, we were already pregnant with this commercial drive deal that, uh, that we've got coming up now. Um, we just internally made a decision that we just didn't see the market continuing to go right now. We've had a really good run. Uh, we've got a few big projects on our on our plate. Uh, let's get through these and then we'll, we'll kind of reassess where we are afterwards. Um, you know, part of that, our worst case scenario on that is maybe we missed a deal or two. It's not the end of the world. Um, we bought a few more and this market took a turn. Um, you know, as you say, you're going to have a lot of sleepless nights. Um, we were extremely fortunate. Uh, the, the project that we've got up in Squamish sold out. Um, so we just had to kind of uh, complete construction on that. Um, the, the project that we've got coming up on Commercial Drive, we had very healthy margins on it uh, at the time, pre-COVID. Um, uh, and it definitely has changed. Uh, everything has gotten a little bit more difficult. Um, but I think it's just believing in the products that you have. Um, you know, trying not to stretch when you buy it. That's why, as I mentioned earlier, you got to have an attractive acquisition price because, you know, you're embarking on these four or five, sometimes six-year projects. Um, and a lot can change within mm-hmm. that. A lot can change. Right. Yeah. So it's really, you got to make money on the buy. And then on top of that, you have to, uh, you, you can't be too... Uh, ambitious with your numbers, I guess, you know, in the pro form. There's a lot of people thinking you're going you're gonna to build for cheaper than other people. You're going to sell for a lot more than other people. But I mean, <laughs> the, the reality is we're all paying roughly the same amount to build these things. We're all selling for roughly around the same. You, you make all your money on a good buy. You crystallize it um, at the end of the day if you can actually execute the project. Mm-hmm. So, Further to what, what Derek was mentioning, uh, right in the, uh, in the height of, uh, of the onset of COVID uh, scenario, you know, there was a lot of nerves in the room. You know, I think we can all admit that at this point. Um, but, you know, funny enough, it's usually the, the sales and marketing getting giving comfort to the developer. But I, I, <laughs> I, I, I want to admit that it maybe was the other way around this time. Derek helped you sleep at night. <laughs> yeah, it usually goes the other way. But, uh, no, this is when it did. And, and I think a lot of comfort and I think what I'd like Derek to speak to it because he articulates it really well was, we were seeing a lot of volatility in the stock markets too and how that relates to, um, you know, a shift um, for investors into more of the, the, the real estate, not specifically just at Popolo, but into the real estate market as a whole. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, COVID has changed a lot of things for a lot of people. Um, but I mean, we've seen one of the biggest stock market corrections uh, ever. And, you know, a lot of the stocks have recovered. But I mean, if we put our mindset back into early April uh, this year, um, it, it was it was a very different market we were dealing with. Nobody really knew where it was headed. Um, but, you know, one of the things I've had a little bit of experience with, I've been through a few cycles. And when you start to see governments printing money like this, and you couple that with a market that's extremely tight, like Vancouver's, where you're essentially restricted on supply, um, you don't really have the the ingredients necessary for a huge downturn. Um, and you, you saw a lot of people, I can't remember if it was in April or, or May, where you saw almost everybody pull their units off the market mm-hmm. um, on the resale side. And I mean, you don't see that in, in most markets. And I think that that's a, a testament to how much money is actually in this city. Um, and people know the value of the real estate that they have. And if they can't get that, they're happy to wait for it. Um, th- this market is also kind of 
um, affected things in a very unique way. Um, usually when you see markets go sideways, um, you'll see a lot of the people at, at, at the top end of the wealth spectrum lose a lot of money um, and not so much at the bottom end of the spectrum. And, and, and this time it's actually been done the other way around. Um, you've had a lot of people that have been working from home, um, but not everybody can work from home. Um, so if you if you do have the ability to work from home, chances are you have a lot more money in your savings account these days because you're not out there spending money and traveling and eating at the restaurants and going to the bars and uh, going on your weekend trips. Um, so you're kind of working from home and, and you're saving. And then the governments are basically giving money away. Um, I mean, interest rates right now, I just refinanced uh, uh, one of my investment properties. I got 2.04% on a five-year right. fixed, which is unheard of. Um, and I'm hearing some friends today, like not even a month later, uh, they're in the high ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, yeah. I've heard the and, high and, ones. I've, yeah. and, and I mean, when you look at that and you look at inflation, um, you know, I think CPI is reported to be above around 2% this year. Um, but I mean, the real inflation is significantly higher than that. So anytime you can borrow um, at a very low interest rate and, 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 you know, use it to buy property that generally is going to go up in value over the course of the next 10 years, uh, presents a really good investment opportunity for a lot of people. That, that's yeah, that's really interesting. Um, I just was reading something this morning about inflation rates and why having uh, loading on debt when inflation is going up is such a great strategy. And uh, I mean, I think it it's kind of basically sounds like what you're talking about. Yeah, and I mean, a, a lot of times what you hear in the papers, you hear the strategies that some of the big banks might do or the big wealth managers, but. I mean, let's be serious. Not everybody has $100 million of, of investable assets. Right. Um, and, and I think a lot of times they miss a big segment of the market, the entrepreneurs, um, you know, and, and, and just the people that, that have done okay for themselves. They might have 200000 or $300,000 of investable money. Um, what are those guys doing with that today? They're, they're probably not calling up their stockbroker and putting it into the, the money markets. Um, they're not able to get into private mortgages with that kind of money. Um, but yet there's opportunities on real estate and almost free debt. Um, and the rental market here is still fairly tight. Um, you know, granted, uh, vacancies have gone up a little bit. Uh, rents have come down a tad. Right, right. Um, but I mean, we're still very healthy overall when you compare us to other markets. Yeah, America. I mean, it's the vacancy rate has gotten to a point in Vancouver now where it's it might be shocking for Vancouver, but still super tight anywhere else <laughs> in the country, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Huh. That that's really interesting. Uh, one thing we've talked a lot about, and you know, we we try and stay off of YouTube, but we were putting videos on there before, and uh, somebody just commented on one. Uh, we had a guy on from CMHC that that was after Evan Siddell Evan, came out. Yeah. Well, it wasn't Evan. It was oh, okay. the Vancouver uh, specific one of their uh, one of their uh, the CMHC analysts from Vancouver, and. Um, you know, he was talking about the 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 trouble that was coming in the fall when we had him on, and somebody just commented yesterday, Adam. I don't know if you saw. Boy, were you off! Um, like, do you have any thoughts on how? I feel like Evan Siddell has become a really politicized figure now, um, and he seems to be really wading into debates. But but like, how are those guys kind of missing the mark right now? Where it seems like you know, um, people like yourself kind of saw the writing on the wall. I honestly don't know the best way to to answer that because it, it really does seem like the government agencies miss miss the boat a lot. Um, they just have a more pessimistic outlook, I think, in general. I mean, I think when you start looking at this, um, and forget about a 5,000-foot view. Let's do like a 500,000-foot view. The government of Canada has just printed how many hundreds of billions of dollars? What are we up to? 400, 500 billion now? That is an un unprecedented amount. Of, that is more money spent 
than we did in World War II. Um, except in World War II, there was actually some infrastructure built. Here. We haven't <laughs> built any infrastructure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've told everybody to just sit at home and play video games and smoke weed and do whatever they <laughs> right. need to do. Yeah. Um, that, we're, we're not really getting and much only out Matt of listened. it. Wait, it was just me? Yeah, it was just you. Yeah. Um, just joking. So Wait, when, yeah. when you start looking at, at you know the situation that the government has put themselves in, I mean, uh, anybody telling you that interest rates are going to go up in a year or two? Not a chance. Look, look at how much money the government has to uh, 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 carry right now. Um, they don't want interest rates going up any more than you and I, although they're not going to go out and tell everybody that because everybody's going to load up on debt, which right. is not what they want. Um, but if you're kind of managing the government's balance sheet and you've just taken on a massive amount of, of, of debt liability, uh, there's really two ways you can deal with that. You can either pay it off, which is going to result in massive taxes, which – probably are coming, um, but, but probably not to the level that the government actually wants, um, yeah, or, or they're going to increase their assets, um, which means they're hoping that asset values are going to go up. It's the other way to kind of offset their balance sheet. And I can tell you the government, uh, I, I know the Fed in the US has come right out and said that they wouldn't mind uh, targeting about a 4% inflation rate over the next little while. Um, and I mean, that's that's about twice as high as what they've been doing over the last like eight years. Mm-hmm. That's, that is a significant increase. Significant increase. That is really interesting stuff. Um, but maybe we'll leave it there. We have a, a segment called the Five Wire. Do you guys have time to stick around for that? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Okay. And Adam's not here to, he usually does the first one, but I'll try and see if I can get this right. Favorite neighborhood in Vancouver? Oh, I probably have to save Grandview Woodlands because that's where my project <laughs> yeah. is. Um, I love Grandview Woodlands. Uh, it's a toss-up between Mount Pleasant and Grandview Woodlands. I, I live in one. I work in the other. I, I love them both equally. Uh, Grandview Woodlands today reminds me of what Mount Pleasant was about 10 years ago when I did my first project there. Right. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. I mean, I uh, I used to live in Mount Pleasant as well. Very <laughs> cool. I live in Grandview Woodlands. Yeah. So I feel like we're Absolutely. Yeah, neighbors and, and I think uh, I've never been asked that question, but uh, but I think I'd be somewhere somewhere similar to you. What about you, Aysen? Um You know, I, I guess maybe we're supposed to say Grandview Woodlands and as much as I, I, uh, I like commercial drive, uh, right now it's where I call home, which is Yale Town. I've been in Yale Town since 2008. So it does really feel like home. Um, that being said, as I get onto my later years, um, I can I can get a uh, understanding of the appreciation for areas like Mount Pleasant and um, and Granby Woodlands. Right, fantastic. That's where we work. <laughs> Favorite bar or restaurant? Ooh, that's an easy one. Marcello's on Commercial, and if you have not had the Parm <laughs> Pizza there, do yourself a favor and get that. <laughs> Bold. <laughs> Um, you know, I'll, uh, I'd have to say probably somewhere that I've been visiting on a regular basis, um, since my early twenties, which is, uh, La Bodega. They've, uh, they've moved over to Main Street and, um, I actually know the, the owners personally, uh, it's family owned and operated for generations now. So, uh, they're sangria, can't go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> can't go wrong. Right on. Uh, one book you'd recommend to anyone listening? Oh, I... Don't read a lot for fun. Um, last book I read, uh, Principles for Navigating Big Debt Crises by Ray Dalio. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is <laughs> – As you can tell, Derek's into finance. I was going to say, yeah. But that's uh, – there's not a lot of people you should listen to more than Ray Dalio. So so you're on the right track. <laughs> what about you, Asen? 
listening to um, Atomic Habits right now. It's on. It's on Audible. Um, it was recommended to me by uh, by a friend, and uh, it, it's it's a great listen. I, I I listen to my books instead of reading them. Yeah, fair enough. Atomic Habits. Yeah, it's 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 not what you would think. You know, it, it's talking about uh, the habit change in a molecular level. I guess. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. Tweaking the dials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little by little. I can tell you, we've uh, we usually do the opposite: <laughs> big time workouts for two weeks, <laughs> as most people do. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to look that one up. One piece of advice you'd give your eighteen-year-old self, Derek: spend as much time uh, as you can with the people you love, because you, you never know when they'll be taken from you. Good piece of advice, especially for this year. Asen. Um. I'd probably have to say that, you know, uh, success or the definition of success is, is evolving. So expect that to happen. And uh, the second part of that would be to really ensure that how you identify yourself aligns with that definition of success. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, you're, they, they go hand in hand because success is a mindset, a state of mind, I should say, or a mindset. Yeah. So um, if, if how you identify yourself doesn't align with that state of mind, then then uh, you're not going to reach it, in my yeah. opinion. Right on. Got clear as mud? No, I, I was <laughs> going to say, this is like a treatise. Did I, did I, did I get too deep? <laughs> mind blown. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, la- last but not least, uh, one or something you've bought in the last year uh, for under $1,000 that has changed your life. That one's easy. It's a, a dual-sided heated mattress pad. Now my <laughs> wife can be her temperature and I can be warm and actually have a good night's sleep. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Your, life, your wife likes to be cool? Oh, yeah. Oh, I got my win- – my windows are like wide open in January. It makes no sense to me. <laughs> So you, you need yeah, one of these. Trust getting, me. Making notes, making notes. One of the few, one of the few sides of being a bachelor. You can do whatever you like. <laughs> yeah. At least that's what I hang my hat on, anyways. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll chime in on that. Um, I don't think you know it's probably a bad thing to me. I don't think I've actually been paid for it. It's a free app, but um, in, it's called Insight Timer. Um, it's it's an app that I think I've downloaded and used for free. What and what does it what does it do? Honestly, it's it's uh, it's just um, it's a meditation app. Um, you know, I think with us in the sales and real estate sales industry, our minds are constantly yeah, yeah, yeah. bouncing off the walls, for yeah. lack of better words. And uh, it's nice to practice the uh, the uh, the mind a little bit. That's uh, there's uh, a couple of really successful people who have been on this podcast um, that do like Dave Steele, yoga and meditation is like every day. Um, he was the guy that really turned me on to that. That was another thing I did for three weeks uh, a couple <laughs> years back. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'm buying you the book, Atomic Habits. That's Atomic it. Habits. All right. That, tweaking that, the hap- dial. Tweaking the dial. It's happening. Um, and, you know, not to say that I'm, you know, it, it all really takes is, you know, five or ten minutes a day. Max, yeah. So I'm, I'm learning. Right on. Well, well. thanks so much for coming in, guys. Uh, Popolo, this is, this is very exciting. Just down the street from my place. Uh, how can people find out more about Epics, Popolo, what you guys are doing? Uh, like us on Facebook. Uh, uh, go to our website. Yeah. Is yeah. everything launched yet? Or? Well, we, we have our uh, our registration or teaser website is up so that people can start registering their interest. It's uh, com. So um, that's a great place to go and register interest. Right on. Shameless plug. 
Shameless plug. No, thank you for coming on. That was a phenomenal conversation us. and uh, appreciate your guys' time. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks so much, much for having us. So there you have it, folks. Our discussion with Derek DeMartel and Asan Sharinajad. Really well done on the pronunciation. Asan's mom is giving you a uh, thumbs up. You know what's an amazing thing about Asan's name? What's um, that? We call him Asan. Apparently, that's what his mom calls him. Yeah. We have well, a lot of people call him Essen. He calls himself Essen on his voicemail. I, Could you I, imagine I got you had to spend your life saying your name incorrectly because other people just can't seem to get it right? <laughs> well, and we're the only ones who accidentally are getting it right? This, yeah. it, the whole thing sounds a little fishy to me. I think we got it wrong. But, I agree uh, with you, Mart. <laughs> so what else do we got for today? Hey, quickly though. Good Popolo, these guys. Pretty good Popolo. Very good Popolo. If you want to learn more about Popolo, like I said before, we are heading in next week. Yes. Uh, there are one beds starting low fives. Right. This this is a very interesting project. Uh, the access is exclusive and very early for the VREP community. So if you're listening to this and want to learn more, head over to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com and sign up there. Like I said, You'll be the first to find out more about Popolo. Also, Matt, I just want to say we are going to be sending out the VREC live wire very, very soon. It's going out this week. It's going to also uh, have more information about Popolo. There'll be an opportunity to reply for more information. And it looks like we are going to have appointments for next week. So this is very, very exciting. What else do we got for today? What else do we got? Well, we should highlight a few things. One, the Sellers Club. Yes. Like we've talked about before, this is a very, very exclusive club. Adam, hit it. Yes, Matt, the Sellers Club is our club. It's full of amazing resources that are going out on a consistent and regular basis. And the idea is how to get the top dollar in the shortest amount of time for your property. We have action plans that are basically step-by-step guides, how to get your property ready for the market, how to market your home, and make sure that you sell for top dollar. These are resources that have been written by some of the best realtors in the city. Exactly. There's no question about that. There's no top, top realtors. There's no question you want to get a hold of these resources. These will help you as Adam and I can as well. Good writers too. They're they're well-written, although I saw a couple comma splices on your your par- <laughs> your paragraph. Also, learn where to put a colon. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> what else do we got? Like I, like Adam said, VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com for the Sellers Club. We also have a link in the LiveWire. You can also sign up for LiveWire. That's our weekly newsletter. If you head over to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. Yes. We also have resources like private client services, the tried and true. If you're not using PCS, Matt, you are standing still while the rest of us power walk by. You get sold prices, days on market. You basically get realtor level information. It's free. It's at your fingertips. It's available on our website, VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. This is the best resource to one, look for real estate in Vancouver. It's easy. It alerts you. It gives you sold prices. It gives you everything. But also, if if you want to know what your what your neighbors are selling for, the people around you, you can set up very specific targeted searches for your own community, and you will find out what what similar homes to yours are selling for in your marketplace. That's exactly it. So again, VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. If you want to talk about PCS, if you want to talk about the Livewire, if you want to talk about Deal of the Month, and I, I'm keen to talk about Popolo. 
This yes. is what I'm. Uh, I, this is this has captivated my mind. Nothing to do with the project this year. <laughs> just Popolo. You just want to talk about all the Popolo in Vancouver. Well, I was thinking specifically the 13th century. Uh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to take it from a, uh, an Italian historical. Yeah, let's perspective. let's put this in in its historic <laughs> proper historical context. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Give me a call if you want to discuss that or the project or anything else. Seven seven eight eight four seven two eight five four or Matt at Vancouver Real Estate Podcast dot com. And if you want to avoid his and talk about Popolo as if as though it's in a vacuum. Try me at 778-866-4574 or Adam at Vancouver Real Estate Podcast.com. Speaking of good Popolo, we also have that secret line or the linea secreta. Yeah. Info at Vancouver Real Estate Podcast.com. And speaking of secret, he's uh, actually just fresh out of recovery, which is That's uh, right. yeah. from surgery. surgery. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, the surgery. And uh, according to his doctor, he's going to make a full uh, 75% recovery, which is <laughs> actually 10% higher than he was before. I don't know. Did that work? I don't think that worked. Anyways, have a good week, guys. Take care. Two thousand faces for radio. Subscribe today. Hey everyone, pardon the interruption. We just want to take a quick minute to thank the following sponsors who make this show possible. We want to take a minute to tell you about Holy House, a nonprofit organization that provides community building programs and tenant support services to low-income seniors, veterans, families, and vulnerable residents in the downtown east side and across the lower mainland. Melissa from our team has been volunteering at Holy House. Melissa, what's been your experience? Honestly, it's been so fulfilling just to spend a few hours a week in the community and watch how the staff really transforms these vulnerable communities from the inside out, starting with just small things, right? Playing games, drinking coffee, having some simple conversations that you wouldn't necessarily think are super fulfilling. And you come out just feeling like you really made an impact and connected with the community. And you've been to multiple buildings, but you're playing games, drinking coffee. Yeah, you know, serving food sometimes. And you made some friends along the way. And I've made some friends along the way. It's really helped me be more present, actually, in those moments of just, you know, realizing how simple life can be to make an impact, right? Fantastic. And if you want to learn more, you can definitely check out Jenny Conkin, co-founder of Holy House, who is a past guest fan favorite on the show, or head over to holyhouse.ca where you can donate or volunteer, and they're looking for both donations, and they definitely like volunteers. That's holyhouse.ca. Vancouver needs your help. Be part of the solution. We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down. If you are in the industry, a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, new culture, new energy, new resources, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. That's oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. Not only do you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, the big wigs over at Oakland, you get a huge incentive for first going to oakland.com slash join, typing in VRP 2020.